The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 26th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The latest mass shooting that left 19 school children and two of their teachers dead in a small Hispanic community outside of San Antonio has renewed calls for Congress to take action. At a Wednesday news conference, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said there's little known about the motive of the gunman, who appears to have posted about his intentions online just 30 minutes before the shooting occurred. The gunman was 18 years old and reportedly a high school dropout. There has been no criminal history identified yet. There was no known mental health history. Despite multiple mass shootings in Texas, Abbott has presided over legislative sessions that have seen lawmakers weaken gun regulations. I'm Roz Brown. Following the governor's remarks, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, who's running against Abbott in November, approached the stage and accused him of doing nothing to address gun violence. Outside, O'Rourke railed against those who blame such shootings on mental illness. It is absolutely wrong. In fact, it is insane. The governor talks about mental health. It is insane that we allow an 18-year-old to go in and buy an AR-15. What the hell did we think he was going to do with that? This one is on us. O'Rourke argued for universal background checks and red flag laws consistently blocked by the Congress. This week's school shooting in Texas has evoked feelings of hopelessness in the public sphere about avoiding future tragedies in the U.S., but gun reform advocates in Iowa feel lawmakers reluctant to approve changes should not be able to shrug off the mounting frustration. Scott Peterson, who has recently worked with the group Iowans for Gun Safety, says policymakers are clearly dropping the ball. We have things that can be done that are reasonable, and most gun owners actually find acceptable, but we don't have politicians that will do that. Most national polls show partisan divides on gun control, but a majority of Americans have expressed support for things like universal background checks. And Peterson says while many are upset with lawmakers in general, he feels Republicans should shoulder the blame because of their ties to the gun lobby. A number of GOP lawmakers say issues such as mental health are the bigger problem. I'm Mike Moen. The public pressure comes after state lawmakers have relaxed some of Iowa's gun laws in recent years, including no longer requiring a permit to carry handguns. NBC News reports Congress's most conservative Democrat, Joe Manchin responded to the Texas massacre by again suggesting that reforms should be possible. The New York Times quotes Manchin as saying, You all know where I stand. I'll do anything I can. But Manchin said he would not budge on the Senate filibuster used to block gun measures. This is PNS. Economic supports could be the key to reducing intimate partner violence, which claims the lives of dozens of folks in Ohio each year. Research from the Ohio Domestic Violence Network says that during times of financial insecurity, people are at a higher risk of violent behavior. Director of Prevention Rebecca Klein explains that individuals are targeted for intimate partner violence, often because they are marginalized and made vulnerable by oppressive systems. High rates of poverty, high rates of unemployment, high rates of social disorganization, all of those things contribute to conditions that create additional risks for violence, perpetration, and victimization. Klein also points to a new CDC report that shows a nearly five times greater firearm homicide rate in counties with the highest poverty levels, 
and it mentions economic supports as a pathway to gun violence prevention. Mary Sherman reporting. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court will soon hand down a decision on whether absentee ballot drop boxes are permitted under that state's law. Anita Johnson, with souls to the polls, said at a news conference Wednesday that permanently removing the drop boxes is effectively voter suppression. This was very convenient and an easy way for senior citizens and people with disabilities to make sure that their ballots were in a safe and secure place and that their vote was counted. Republican lawmakers argue the drop boxes are essentially ballot harvesting and they're not explicitly permitted under state law. This is Jonah Chester reporting. And finally, the pandemic has had a devastating impact on people across the country. Emily Scott explains, for people with disabilities who already face a lot of social isolation to begin with, COVID-19 has only exacerbated mental health challenges. A recent study found that adults with disabilities report experiencing more mental distress than those without disabilities. During Mental Health Awareness Month, Dr. Sharon McLennan-Weir of the Center for Independence of the Disabled New York says, It's important to recognize the barriers to receiving mental health treatment that people with disabilities face. For a person with a disability who have issues with transportation and traveling, may feel stuck that they can't physically go out and seek services because of their limited income, may feel that they can't afford mental health services. McLennan-Weir adds that mental health resources are available through telehealth for people who may face transportation challenges. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.